What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. It's time for 10 Minutes with Tom, Tom Austin from Austin Tax and Financial. Uh, He's the guy for uh, everything from tax preparation, retirement strategies, planning, and a whole lot more. Tom, how are you this morning? I'm good, Johnny. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Tom, we got a busy, uh, you know, life ahead of us. We were talking earlier about uh, the, uh, what could you, what would you do uh, if you could, predict when you're going to die uh that was an interesting conversation you caught a little bit of uh what we were yeah, talking I heard about that. last I hour said, what a coincidence we're going to talk a little bit about that i understand yeah well obviously tom we talk a lot about on the show about financial planning retirement planning of course taxes and the relationship to money um so let's today talk about uh, something that I think a lot of people may ignore, or certainly it's not a topic that one would really get excited about. Uh, but what should people be thinking about or considering if they would become, say, debilitated, or at some point we're all going to face the end of life? Uh, that, that is very true. And I, I find that a lot of people don't want to talk about that, especially people that may be younger, maybe have younger children, but as people get older, they definitely start thinking about that. Maybe their kids start asking them about that. And it was interesting listening to you and uh, Kenny talk this morning as I was thinking about the uh, the AI situation, mm-hmm. this so-called predictor of death. Yeah. Um, I think if, if people knew when they were going to die, well, certainly then they would be able to go out and, uh, you know, figure some things out and, and, and get some planning done. Um, but certainly... What we what we look at or what we help people, you know, at least talk them through. Mm-hmm. And I I think that what most people want is they want to be able to uh, take care of themselves first and foremost, and that's certainly our job as a financial planning firm. But then what's left over in the end is that they want things to pass on as easily and most tax favorably as possible. Right. And so you know, people look at you hear the word probate. You know, probate is the process that um, protects creditors. It was originally designed to protect people that may have owed somebody something that gave a a place in the courts where people could come in and make a claim on an estate so that if they were owed something, they could could claim that. Um, But probate has become, uh, you know, sometimes very complex and and costly. In the state of Michigan, if your assets are over 24,000, then you're gonna go through the process of probate. So Mm -hmm. some ways of avoiding that, you know, we look at, uh, and again, I want to uh, basically state before we get into this is that I'm not an attorney, and you definitely want to talk with an attorney absolutely uh, about these different options. But, you know, you can get a will, uh, and a lot of people think that, oh, if I have a will, everything is okay. But a will is still going to go through probate if your assets are over that 24000 mm-hmm. It just is a directive for the courts of where your assets are to go. Now, some may want to consider what's called a living trust, and the, and the trusts have got a lot of attention over the years. And a trust, the way I explain it to people, it's, it's like a corporation. So if you own a company and you set up a corporation, now legally you don't own that company any longer. Your corporation owns it, but you are the president of that corporation, so you still control everything inside of it. Mm-hmm. A trust is very similar in the respect that you set up a trust, you put your assets in there, and you don't legally own those but you are the trustee, so you control them. 
so that when you pass away, you don't legally have any assets. They're owned by the trust, and then you have somebody as a successor trustee to step in and control the distribution of those assets, and that can be done very efficiently and less time-consuming and much more efficient to pass on to to the beneficiaries. Now, everybody doesn't necessarily need a living trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing is, is that people have their assets tied to to somebody, uh, you know, with some form of beneficiary. So with IRA accounts, uh, bank accounts, mm-hmm. life insurance, annuities, those types of things all have beneficiaries where you can put who you'd want to, to have that money. Now, a trust takes it a step further if you have, you know, a disabled child or if you have a child that may have uh, a drug or alcohol problem and you don't want to give a direct disbursement, well, then a trust can, can lay out some options for that. So the main thing is, is that things are going to go where you want them to go without a lot of court intervention and a lot of legal fees. And that can also be done uh, with what's called a ladybird deed with real estate. You can set that up so that goes directly at your time of death, um, you know, for real estate that works. Uh, but beneficiary designations would work for retirement accounts and, and, and things like that. Sure. So those are just some things that we talk with folks about. And obviously you, you asked about debilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're definitely very important and part of a good estate plan that you have power of attorney set up, power of attorneys that would allow somebody that you trust, obviously, to make uh, both medical and financial decisions. Those are two separate legal documents. So it's important that those are in place as well because I've seen where, where a, a client of ours or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that uh, is a loved one that may be unable to make decisions for themselves, and now you'd have to go to court to get a guardianship if you don't have that power of attorney pre-set up. So it's very important to, to do that and to make sure that you're consult, consultating with a qualified estate plan attorney to go through all these different things to make sure that you're going to have things uh, appropriately dispersed and then also to protect yourself in the case that you become disabilitated. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot to think about. You know, and as we get into the holiday season, I mean, these conversations as as you as you don't really want to talk about that, but some of this stuff is is necessary conversation to be had uh, as you're looking at all the planning and and all of that, especially end of life planning. Uh, but it, you know, I don't know. Is that a good topic of conversation around the uh, the Christmas dinner table, or should we should we have a conversation at a, a different time? Well, you know, <laughs> that probably depends on your family. Yeah, exactly. Good. And and you know, sometimes I've seen Johnny that uh, it's the little things. Sometimes you know, like the pendant that mom has that, mm. that three of the children want. Sure. You know, that's been passed down from several generations. So it is sometimes good to have a conversations about what somebody may want. And if, if you have multiple people that are wanting some of these personal items, there's different ways to handle it. Sometimes people, you know, have, a, have an auction mm-hmm. and, and they price things out and you can purchase that as a, as an heir. Uh, sure. And then that money just goes into a pot. So there's different ways to deal with that, but mm-hmm. you definitely want to try to alleviate the, the tension and the problems that we've all heard inside of families when it comes time yep. to to dealing with death and distributing assets. It's a you know it's a conversation that uh, surprisingly my family has all the time about just just stuff and assets and things like that because I have four brothers 
Uh, and so just yeah. that, that proper distribution, how that's going to work, how certain things are going to plan out, you know, and, and our biggest thing is we just don't want anybody to deal with headaches and we don't want anybody having infighting or anything like that. If you can fix those or kind of nip those in the bud uh, ahead of time, that's always good to think about. What about when and, it comes... And one more thing, Johnny, on that is I would say that you definitely want to make sure that that those plans are reviewed because I hear so often that people think they have in place, but they really do not. And that is something that we can help at least review beneficiary designations and, and give an, an idea of if people if we feel people are in a good place. Sure, sure. Yeah, don't be like Aretha Franklin and uh, put your will on a on a on a napkin from a restaurant. Uh, good example. It, it did work. It ended up being legal. Uh, what about when it comes to uh, like large gifts? You know, if a if a family member says, "Okay, well, I'm going to give you this money, and this is part of this." How how do you go about you know kind of thinking about you know gift taxes and and stuff like that? Uh, Johnny, I get that question multiple times every year, and, and it's a very confusing thing to people. On the initial gift, they're in generally speaking, they're mm-hmm you're not paying any tax on either end from the giver or the giftee. Uh, so when you, re- you can give up to $17,000, uh, each, each person. So if it's okay. a married couple, you can give up to $34,000 every year and it's no harm, no foul. So that you don't have to report anything. If you give more than that, you are supposed to file a gift tax return it doesn't affect the majority of people because the, it's tied to the estate tax. So the estate gotcha. tax exemption right now is over $12 million, and it's double that if you're married. So somebody would have to have over $24 million in an estate for that to be affected. So essentially what happens if somebody gave uh, $100,000 to a child, the 17000 would be exempted, so you'd have 93000 that would come off of that $12 million figure. Mm. So it's just a matter of making sure that people understand how that works and you are supposed to file a gift tax return if you give more than the 17000 But there is no tax due from the recipient or the giver uh, at the time of the, uh, of the gift. Okay, good to know. So I should be asking for $16,999 on my Christmas wish list. No, you can, you can go right to 17000 Oh, right to 17000 Okay, good. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it at seventeen then. No, no, it's it's interesting stuff, and you know this is stuff that a lot of people uh, should be thinking about. Uh, you know, they may they may not want to talk about it, but it's it's conversations that need to be had. And like you said uh, at the beginning of this, having those right conversations with the right people, your attorney, but also financial planner and and uh, understanding taxes and all that stuff. And I think you'd be a good person to talk to, especially on the that tax and financial planning side of things. Uh, Tom, if somebody wants to have that conversation with you about all this stuff, how do they go about doing that? Well, you can certainly call our office at 269-429-1585. We're located at 715 Columbia Avenue in St. Joseph, right behind the Honor Credit Union in, uh, on Niles Avenue. You can also visit us on the web at austinfinancial.us. And Tom Austin is an investment advisor representative with Capital Asset Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Listeners always encouraged to discuss their specific needs with the appropriate professional, and we certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin, and Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, Danny.